What is heaven like? What does the Bible teach about our eternal existence? And is everyone's eternal experience going to be the same? That's the topic for today on Making Disciples Naturally. Hi, I'm David Dennis, and I'm so happy you joined us today on this fourth of five podcasts addressing the topic of heaven. We've already looked at five myths about heaven so far. If you're interested in this topic, I'd urge you to go back and listen to the prior episodes to understand these. You know, the truth is that our eternal existence will not be boring. It will be far better than here, according to St. Paul in Philippians 1.23. Far better than here. But will it be the same for every believer? You know, for years I thought that becoming a Christian, believing in Jesus alone for eternal life, meant that everyone who did that would have the same eternal experience. And in many ways, that is true. Everyone who has placed their faith in Jesus alone for eternal life will live forever on the new earth with Jesus. But in another sense, each person's eternal experience will be different. What do I mean by that? George Mueller lived in the 1800s. He said, quote, Christians do not practically remember that while we are saved by grace, altogether by grace, so that in the matter of salvation, works are altogether excluded. Yet, as far as the rewards of grace are concerned in the world to come, there is an intimate connection between the life of the Christian here and the enjoyment and the glory in the day of Christ's appearing. End quote. That's from the wise sayings of George, Appendix N, from George Mueller of Bristol by A.T. Pearson, 1899. Dr. Richard Spann is our former director of the Kansas Communities Ministry. In one of the blogs he wrote, he starts out by saying, quote, On two occasions our Lord spoke of the Master commending his servants. One of these is in the parable of the talents, Matthew 25, and the other is in Luke 19, the parable of the minas. In both cases it was a view of the future when each of us will stand before our Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.10 also speaks of this time, quote, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Continuing to quote from Dr. Spann, quote, This judgment seat, or bima, is a seat of rewards, not condemnation, our condemnation already being taken by Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. End quote. In these six words, well done, good and faithful servant, we are given instruction in regard to what our Lord finds commendable in our lives on that day. End quote from Dr. Spann. So our sixth myth is that heaven will be the same experience for everyone. There are several passages in Scripture that imply that that is not the case. First of all, the Lord Jesus speaks of the greatest and the least in the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 18, 4. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5, 19 says, Whoever therefore breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches men so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does and teaches them, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. And Matthew 11, 11 says, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there is not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. 
Each of these verses implies that there is a gradation of some degree in heaven, the greatest and the least of these. Secondly, we know that we are rewarded for faithfulness. 2 Corinthians 5, 9 and 10, if we have different rewards, there must be different experiences. This passage says, quote, Therefore we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. End quote. We know that there is a reward for faithfulness to our Lord on this earth, and that reward will be received in the next life. Not only are there, is there evidence of the greatest and least in the kingdom, not only is there a reward for faithfulness, but the Scripture also says there's a reward for enduring to the end. When we serve the King in the future, we will be reigning with Him if we have endured to the end. Why do I say that? Second Timothy 2, verses 11 through 13 say, state, quote, This is a faithful saying, for if we died with Him, we shall also live with Him. If we endure we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Did you catch that? If we died with him, we shall also live with him. So everyone who has died with Christ, who has um, believed in Jesus for eternal life, that means we have died with him, that we will also live with him. But verse 12 in 2 Timothy chapter 2 says, if we endure we shall also reign with him. Paul is speaking to Christians in this passage. He says to the Christian, if you endure to the end, you will reign with Christ. We will have a greater opportunity to serve him in a more intimate fashion in his kingdom to come. Let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, there were two boys born to a king and a queen. These princes had a happy childhood, and they felt very secure in their parents' love for them. They were both trained in the ways of the kingdom, how to lead, how to serve, how to behave. However, as they grew up, the older boy began to notice that his life was different from the others his, he knew. He looked out and saw that his friends had more so-called freedom to live, to love, to enjoy life. As a prince, the older boy felt increasingly restricted in his life. So, when he was old enough, he rebelled and walked away from his family, his parents, and his kingdom. The younger boy, however, was much wiser. He knew that while it seemed like his friends had more freedom, in truth, he knew that his life would ultimately be more fulfilling as he chose to stay and serve those in the kingdom. Upon the death of the king and queen, the inheritance was determined and given to each of the princes. To the older one, the one that had rebelled, the king and queen gave almost nothing. They knew that he would squander his inheritance and treat it with scorn. But to the younger one, who was the faithful one, went almost everything. Interestingly, both of the princes were called my son. They were not disavowed from being a part of the family. They did not lose their relationship to the king and queen as sons, no matter what they did. So it is with us. Once we have been born into God's family, once we place our faith in Jesus alone for eternal life, we are assured that we have that eternal life which can never be lost. However, what can be lost is our inheritance. 
our heavenly reward. Only those who are faithful to the end will hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Only those who endure to the end will reign with Christ, serving him intimately in his court and in his kingdom. Again, from Dr. Spann's blog that I quoted from previously, he ended with this paragraph, quote, We all look forward to that day when we see our Lord face to face. Our desire is to hear these words repeated in the New Testament in these parables, Well done, good and faithful servant. To that end, we must be abiding in Him. For unless we are dependent upon His presence, His power, and His purpose, our efforts are as nothing. This demands continual fellowship with Him in which His resources are given to us to meet our responsibilities and in which our resources are available to Him to meet His responsibilities. As He makes known to us what He would have us to do, whether prayer, an act of service, a gift, or the direction to speak His word, then let us be faithful. Let us say as the psalmist, I hasten to do Your will, O Lord. And as we do His work in His strength, let us remember that we are actually serving Him as we serve others, so that when the fire tests the quality of our work, it will be seen to have been built with gold, silver, and costly stones rather than wood, hay, or straw. Then we shall be confident on that day as we look forward to His voice, Well done, good and faithful servant. End quote. So instead of the myth that everyone's experience in eternity will be the same, that is every Christian's experience in eternity will be the same, the truth is that our faithfulness here on earth determines our rewards or lack thereof and thus determines our eternal experience. We are not all going to have the same eternal experience as Christians. What you do in your earthly life today dictates your eternal existence. I want to be clear here in stating that we are saved by faith alone in Christ alone. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. What I'm referring to in this podcast is the works that a Christian does after he or she has placed his faith in Jesus Christ for salvation. How we behave on earth in terms of our obedience to Christ, our faithfulness to Him, uh, will determine our eternal experience. And I'm referring only to believers here when I say that. You know, these may be new thoughts to you, or you may have other views. That's fine. I urge you to go to the Scriptures and study these things for yourself. You and I must each ask the Holy Spirit to teach us through His Word. I know I need to be totally dependent on the Spirit to teach me and understand what He would have me know. I'll include a link in the show notes to Dr. Spann's blog concerning this entitled, Well Done. Next time, we'll finish up this series on the seven myths regarding heaven by looking at the question, can we really be certain of our eternal destiny? I know you won't want to miss that next episode of Making Disciples Naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.